Good morning and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, sometimes baseball breaks your heart and it broke my heart last night. Uh, I don't regret our wager. I definitely regret the result, of course. But uh, yeah, that was a tough one. I was sitting there in the ninth inning and I'm like, okay, if we're going to lose this game, please just let us lose by one run. Let it be a solo home run. Or if somebody gets on base, do not have it be a home run to end the game. And sure enough, two-run shot ends it. And I give all the credit in the world to Dave Roberts. Uh, you remember last year when Kevin Cash pulled Blake Stell in game six of the World Series, Dodger fans were rejoicing, saying thank you. Well, in this game, when Dave Roberts goes up the, out there and hooks Matt Scherzer, I was saying, no, don't pull him. He made the right call. It was a gutsy call. And it really kind of saved the day for the Dodgers. Uh, obviously, Joe Kelly gets out of that jam, and uh, the Dodgers ultimately win the game 3-1, to one, set up the big series now against the Giants. Uh, two teams now with 107 victories. Uh, should be some great baseball, but I feel bad for the Cardinals. Uh, that was a good ball club, and uh, they had the potential to go a long ways in the playoffs as well. But uh, season is done for St. Louis, and unfortunately, we are now 0-1-1 on our Major League Baseball card. But the good news for us is there's a lot of baseball in front of us, including two games today. So we're going to get to golf and football in just a moment, but we're going to lead off with baseball and we're going to go down to Houston where two old school managers are going to duke it out. Tony LaRusso and Dusty Baker. And by the end of this series, who knows, they may truly duke it out since they have a history with each other. Uh, the line right now on the total is eight. Um, some sites are at seven and a half. If you can grab seven and a half, I'm going to recommend it because we're actually going to play the over here. Uh, we're getting the eight at even money, no juice, because things are weighted to the under, but we like the over. And we are going to fade Lance Lynn. He's going to start for Chicago. He's got a 2.00 ERA before the All-Star break. Since the break, a 3.68 ERA. In September, he was less than stellar with a 3.91 ERA. And against Houston this year, he struggled, limited sample size, but 13.5 ERA, giving up six runs over four innings against the Astros. His last road start, now he won't get this many innings, of course, in the playoffs, but he went six innings at Cleveland and gave up six runs in his last road start. Meanwhile, for Houston, it's Lance McCullers going. He's got a 2.95 ERA before the break, 3.39 ERA after the break. So once again, He's kind of gone the wrong way in the second half of the season as well. At home, he struggles a little more, 3.52 ERA. He does have good numbers against the White Sox year-to-date, a 2.08 ERA, 13 innings, three runs. Now, the White Sox were missing some bats, obviously, in those appearances, and now they're a little bit more healthy, of course. Uh, last six starts from McCullers, he's been good. He's given up three or less runs in each of those appearances. Uh, bullpens in this game, White Sox, fifth best bullpen in the AL with a 3.96 ERA. The Astros have a 4.06 ERA out of the bullpen. Uh, Astros lead the league in runs per game with a 5.33. White Sox are seventh at a 4.91. This might be the type of game that could be under in the first five innings, but then it goes over for the game. Uh, I can't play the under here, that's for sure. And I really don't have a side that I like in this game. I would lean to the Astros, but there's not enough value there. So the overs, the play eight could be the number. So if you're getting the seven and a half, I do think you're going to cash the ticket eight. I think we're going to push or cash the ticket. 
And I have this funny feeling that uh, the White Sox are going to score some runs here as well. And the Astros are going to get to Lance Lynn and put up a crooked number like a three. And uh, yeah, fourth, fifth inning, sixth inning should produce some runs here. So we're going to go the over eight between the White Sox and the Astros and try to get back to even on Major League Baseball. Uh, next up, we go down to the trop in St. Pete, where the Rays take on the Red Sox. Full disclosure, I am biased here. I have a Rays flag on my wall. I have a Rays shirt on right now, and I have a Rays coat hanging in the closet. So I am a Rays fan, but it is still the play regardless for me to play the Rays minus the one and a half against Boston, and we're getting it at plus 130. Uh, the Rays will start Shane McClanahan. Uh, finally, a start with a better split since the All-Star break, by the way, here. He had a 4.05 ERA before the break, a 2.85 ERA after the break. He has a 2.81 ERA versus Boston, going 16 innings, giving up only five runs. Kevin Cash has his arm well rested. He only had to go 18 innings in his last four starts, and in those 18 innings, he gave up only three runs. So I'll take that. Meanwhile, Eduardo Rodriguez will start for Boston 4.74 ERA this year, 3.97 ERA on the road. He did pitch well in his two starts at the Trop so far this year with a 2.25. Uh, over four starts against Tampa, though, he has a 4.71 ERA. His last five starts have been solid, six runs over 21 and a third innings. Uh, Red Sox bullpen is obviously still a concern there. We know they're not the best. Uh, and you maybe have a letdown factor after the Wild card win against New York. Now, granted, this is the playoffs, and I expect Alex Cora to get the team up for every game, but still, there's got to be a little bit of a letdown after beating your arch rival in an elimination game. I love this Rays team. I think the value's on the run line, so let's lay it at minus one and a half at a plus 130. So there's your two baseball plays. We're playing the White Sox Astros over the eight and the Rays over the Red Sox minus one and a half on the run line. Next up, let's get to the National Football League, where the Seahawks and the Rams meet in a good one, a good Thursday night game here. Uh, Seahawks year-to-date, two and two straight up and against the spread. They won at Indy, 28-16 in the opener. Then they lost somehow, someway in overtime to Tennessee, 33-30, as they allowed the Titans to rally late. They lost at Minnesota, 30-17. And then last week, a very impressive victory at San Francisco, 28 to 21. Meanwhile, the Rams are three and one straight up, two and two against the spread. They beat Chicago, the Bears, 34 to 14 in the opener, one at Indianapolis, 27 24 in a tight one, had the very impressive win against Tampa Bay, 34 to 24, and then last week lost at Arizona, 37 to 20. This is the second home game for Seattle, second road game for LA. Russell Wilson on Thursday nights, he's nine and one. Very successful on Thursday nights for him. Meanwhile, Matt Stafford is no stranger to short weeks either. He obviously had to play every Thanksgiving in Detroit and has a four and seven record on Thursdays. But way back when, Mark Lawrence, probably about 20 years ago, talked to me about the importance of revenge games. And this is a revenge game. Remember, the Rams upset Seattle in the wild card round last year, 30-20. to 20. So revenge is on the mind of the Seahawks. And I'm going to take Seattle tonight, plus the two and a half. I realize Chris Carson, I don't know his status right now. But remember the Vikings, when they beat Seattle, they didn't have Dalvin Cook. So sometimes we overvalue one player being up. Sometimes it truly is next man up. 
And when Russell Wilson's your quarterback and you still have resources like Metcalf, I like it. Uh, I'm going Seattle once again, plus the two and a half tonight against the Rams. Let's go give you a golf play real quick. We have to get a golf play in. And our play is Hendrick Norlander, plus one and a half. I'll mispronounce the name. Salit Tagala. Uh, it's an afternoon tea time today. Norlander earned $1.37 million on tour last year, had three top 10 finishes. Uh, he made the cut in this tournament last year, finishing in 58th. He started the new season strong last week with a fourth place finish. Uh, meanwhile, his opponent uh, finished in the Corn Ferry top 50 last year, did not participate in this tournament last year, um, has played well so far in the new season of the PGA Tour making both cuts, but he struggled on the back nine Sunday last week. So we get the experience in Norlander on the plus side. So we're going to play him plus 110 in the PGA. We hope to cash a golf winner one of these days. We've struggled on the PGA. So we wanted to get one in and it's now on the card. It is my least favorite play on the card, but we have a PGA play now on the board. Now let's uh, quickly break down three more of our college football plays for Saturday. Once again, we uh, released 11 college football plays on the Monday podcast. If you want to go back and listen to those, please do so. Uh, but each day we're kind of breaking down a couple of our plays, and we're going to start today with Boise State at BYU. Um, this one we locked in, unfortunately, at plus four. It's now at five and a half on most sites. You might even find six out there, to be honest. Uh, the Broncos are two and three straight up, three and two against the spread. They lost at UCF 36-31, beat UTEP 54-13, lost to Oklahoma State 21-20, had a very impressive win at Utah State 27-3, and then got upset last week by Nevada 41-31. Meanwhile, the Cougars are 5-0 straight up, 3-2 against the spread. They did well against Pac-10 teams. Uh, they won at Arizona 24-16, beat Utah 26-17, beat Arizona State 27-17, had a disappointing victory against South Florida, underwhelming anyway, 35-27, and then won last week at Utah State, 34-20. So both teams have played Utah State. Boise won by 24, BYU won by 14. BYU's average margin of victory has been 9.8 points. BYU has lost their three games by a total of 16 points. So needless to say, I think this is going to be a very close and a very competitive game. I think Boise State is too good of a team to start two and four, so I actually like them to win this game straight up, but I'll take the points because if they don't win, BYU once again plays tight games, so I think I'm going to be okay just getting more than a field goal. So once again, we're playing Boise State on the plus side against BYU. Should be able to get it at five and a half or six points at this point. Next up on the card, we're going to give you the breakdown of Oregon State and Washington State. The Beavers are 4-1 and one straight up and against the spread. They somehow, someway lost at Purdue to start the season 30-21. to 21. That's the only blemish on the resume. Other than that, they beat Hawaii 45-27, beat the Vandals of Idaho 42-0, had the very impressive victory at USC 45-27, and beat the Huskies of Washington last week in overtime 27-24. Meanwhile, the Cougars are 2-3 and three straight up and against the spread. They lost to Utah State, 26-23. Utah State's all over these uh, recaps, by the way. Utah State played a tough schedule, obviously. 
Uh, the Cougars also beat Portland State 44-24. They lost to USC 45-14. to Got crushed in the second half of that game. They lost at Utah 24-13. Then last week in the head-scratcher for me, they upset Cal 21-6. So both teams have played well in the last two weeks. Washington State, though, is 0-3 against the spread at home this year. Not too much of an environment these days at Washington State. Meanwhile, Oregon State has back-to-back wins over USC and Washington. So based on that, I'm willing to lay the points with a red-hot Oregon State team that has now won four in a row. So we're playing the Beavers, minus three and a half at Washington State. Then our final game will break down today, LSU and Kentucky. The Tigers are three and two straight up, two and three against the spread. They lost at UCLA 38-27 to start the season. Beat McNeese State 34-7 in their second game. Then beat Central Michigan 49-21. Had a very nice win at Mississippi State 28-25. And then last week, they somehow, someway, found a way to lose against Auburn 24-19. Meanwhile, the Wildcats under Mark Stoops are 5-0 straight up, 4-1 against the spread. They beat Louisiana Monroe 45-10, beat Missouri 35-28, beat UT Chattanooga 28-23, won at South Carolina 16-10, and then for me once again, another head scratcher, they upset Florida 20-13. This is the first time this year LSU is an underdog. Yes, LSU 3-2 straight up has been favored in all five of those games so far. I don't see Coach O starting 3-3 with Florida, Old Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas as the next four on the schedule. If they start three and three, they might start three and seven. And Coach O might need this win to even be bowl eligible. And if not, I kind of think Coach O's interviews at LSU might be done because I think he could be on his way out. He's on a hot seat, and I think Coach O's going to respond this week at Kentucky. Uh And, you know, kind of putting this line in perspective again, has LSU fallen to the South Carolina-Missouri level? Kentucky was favored by similar numbers against both of them. I expect a Kentucky letdown and an LSU upset on Saturday. So that's our play, LSU plus three and a half against Kentucky. Whole lot of talking there, whole lot of action. And finally, we hope to get back on the winning side. So let's recap it for you. Baseball, once again, White Sox and Astros over the eight. Rays over the Red Sox, minus the one and a half. We're on the Seahawks tonight, plus the two and a half against the Rams. We're playing a little PGA with Norlander over the Gala. And then recapping three of our college football games, we like Boise State on the plus side at BYU. We like Oregon State, minus three and a half against Washington State. And we like LSU on the plus side, likely at three and a half against Kentucky. There's your card. As always, what do we say? Manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.